Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. Our journey through Scripture today brings us to the book that has been called the Proverbs of the New Testament for a couple of reasons. One, it emphasizes the wisdom that is from above. It shows us the divine wisdom, the heavenly wisdom that we all need. But for another reason, it is a deeply practical book. Now, the book of James is a book that helps you know how to live the life of faith every day. It's been often misunderstood. For example, even the man Martin Luther uh, refused to accept this book. He called it the Epistle of Straw. Now, why would he call it such a thing? Well, Martin Luther, you remember, had lived with, with such an oppressive idea of working his way to God, working his way to heaven. And he came to that truth of the gesture lived by faith. And when he came to the book of James, he thought that James neglected faith, but he missed it. He misinterpreted it. Don't miss it. James is one of the books we refer to as the Hebrew Christian Church Epistles. We just journeyed through the book of Hebrews, and that began this section for us. Well, James was written to Hebrew believers, people who had come out of Judaism to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And now James writes to these Hebrew believers to explain to them how that their faith in Christ is now to produce the right kind of works. It's very important that you understand uh, that God expects good works. The difference is, which side of salvation do you put it on? We're not working to Calvary. We're working from Calvary. Uh, these Jewish believers needed to understand that a faith that doesn't work is not a working faith. Works are the natural outgrowth of faith. Uh, for example, the Apostle Paul said that by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then immediately after that, he says that we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And so, the book of James is all about a faith that produces faithfulness. It is true Christian faith that teaches us how to follow the Lord Jesus Christ every day. It evidences itself in the way we live our life. Now, the book of James is written by a man named James, obviously, but this James is no less than the, the half-brother of Jesus. We call him the half-brother because they had the same mother, but they didn't have the same father because Jesus had no earthly father, only a heavenly father. And yet, James never notes this relationship, not one time. I think it's a revelation of his humility, of the fact that he believed his great relation to Christ was not their human relation, but their divine relation. It was not the relation that came through Mary. It was a relation that came through faith. His name occurs 40 times in our New Testament, and the name James refers to several different men in those 40 times. Uh, but this particular James was the James that came to be known as the, the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. He was known as James the Just because of his character. He was a man who truly knew Jesus Christ and knew the difference that Jesus Christ would make 
in the life of a person who put their faith and trust in Him. Now the key verse is James chapter 2 and verse number 18. It's a verse that has been often quoted. Listen to it with your heart. James 2.18 says, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. What he meant was, so many people profess faith in God, and yet there seems to be no evidence. Remember, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And James says, I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, the way I live my life is to demonstrate the difference that Jesus Christ has made in my heart. It's an outward sign of an inward change. My friend, the faith of Christ is not some vague thing that you just feel on Sunday. It's not some emotional experience. The true faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is going to work its way out in your life every day. So let me just pause for a moment before we go any further in our study and ask you, would anyone around you say that your faith is real? Would anyone say that they see your faith by your works? Let's all just pray right now. Lord, live your life through me in such a way that other people know that my faith is not just words, it's works. That my faith is not just a profession, it is a reality. And it makes a difference in my life every day. As you walk through the book of James, you see this worked out in so many details of life. For example, in chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 2, verse 20, there's an examination of faith. We see what faith does in trial. We see what faith does when temptation comes. We see what faith does with the truth. We see what faith does with its tongue, how it speaks. We see what faith does in the way it treats others. I'm telling you, it's a deeply practical book. Then you move from an examination of faith to an example of faith. The end of chapter 2, the great example of faith given to us is Abraham. I love that because Paul used Abraham as an example of faith as well. And James says he's an example of faith and works. Look at the difference in the way he lived his life once he started walking by faith and not by sight. Then in chapter 3, we see an enemy of faith. What is the enemy of faith? Well, the great enemy of our faith and of our good works and of pure religion is our tongue. James chapter 3 is the classic passage on the tongue and the power of words. In nothing is our faith evidenced any more than in what comes out of our mouth. And nothing detracts from the faith that we profess anymore than the words that come out of our mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And then in chapter 4, there's an encouragement to our faith. It's an encouraging chapter. Read chapter 4. It encourages you to live close to God, to stay right with God, to, to keep close to Him because everything else grows out of that. And then the book ends in chapter 5 with exhortations to our faith and to our works. And there are so many practical things given at the conclusion of this book to say, now look, this is what true faith looks like. This is how it is to be lived out. My friend, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who comes to live inside of you and when He moves in, He changes your life. He doesn't rent, He buys. He doesn't move in and out, He moves in to stay. And when He moves in, He brings His own furniture. He doesn't want all your junk. He's going to get all that out of the way because He wants 
your life to reflect His glory. The book of James has been called the first epistle to Christians. Now, please hear that. The book of James was not written to tell us how to become a Christian. Notice its placement even in our New Testament is after the books that detail for us the grace of God and simple faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a letter to believers. It's not a contradiction to Paul's teaching. No, it is to complement Paul's teaching. He's not competing by saying something different than Paul wrote. They're both saying the same things. They're both saying those who've come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ should now live their life in such a way that other people know this faith is real. That other people see the Christ who lives in us in real reality. Let me close by reading a couple of other verses to you from James chapter 2. James 2 verse 20 says, But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? And then verse 26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. What's he saying? It's dead religion to say you're a follower of Jesus Christ and it doesn't show up in the way you live your life. And so I want to ask you today, don't be a dead Christian. Don't simply give a dead profession, a dead testimony that, oh yes, I know Jesus. No, let it be lived out in your life. Let it be the faith that produces faithfulness. Let it be the reality of Christ that produces good works to the glory of Jesus Christ. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.